Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Grassroots Church Roundtable Podcast, a podcast that is a discussion between a couple of local church leaders. Today, we are talking about joy, a little bit of joy for your Yule season. I am the A-game, Adam Bailey, an elder here at Grassroots Church, joined by the lead elder of Grassroots Church, my boy, Darren Cherry. Hey, hey. Morning, Darren. What's up? Happy Friday to you. Same to you, ma'am. Again, we're back. Took a little Thanksgiving break. But here we are. You still feeling thankful? I'm thankful that Thanksgiving's passed. Uh, a few weeks ago, you mentioned something on the podcast, and I feel like I'm picking up on a little bit of a theme with you throughout the past few years. That might be a theme that a lot of folks can identify with. That is, you get really excited about the holidays before the holiday season. It's like exciting. You think about the Christmas lights, the food, the family time, the movies, the music. It's amazing. But there's something sad. Like halfway through December, it's kind of like I'm overwhelmed. I'm kind of down. Are, are, you, are you still feeling good? Yeah, so we have a little thing, and I have no problem sharing this with anybody. We're always excited to see family come visit, and we're always excited to see them go home. Like, that sounds mean, but it's just reality. Like, we are so happy to see you, and we're happy to get back to kind of our routine of life. Like, we, we thrive in, in our routine. And Christmas is the same way where we love the month of December. Like, uh, tonight, or yeah, tonight I'm headed out to Union. Grassroots Monroe is going to be out at the uh, Union Christmas Parade, handing out some coffee and some some gospel influence, Lord willing. And so I'm looking forward to that. Tomorrow night, as long as it's not raining, we're taking the boys downtown Lewisburg because they're doing their whole Christmas you know, thing they've got going on. I think they call it the magic of Christmas. And so it, we love this stuff. We love it. We, we love being a part of it. But come January 1st, I'm so excited to get on with the new year. My, my least favorite week of the year is the week between Christmas and New Year's. It's awkward. It, it, like, Christmas has passed. We're over it. But, like, everybody's kind of getting ready for New Year's. Well, you're and so, supposed, Darren, you're supposed to play with your new toys before school starts back up. I don't, I don't get toys anymore. Would you like to be a part of GSM December 17th? From 10 to 11? Somebody asked, oh, wait, no, Mark's preaching. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I know the type of toys you like. Hey, I'm not at the Greenbrier this season. <clears throat> the hotel. Not at the hotel this year. So I, I'm not getting smacked in the face with the old Yule spirit over and over again. I'm very much more enjoying my Christmas holiday. It is cozy and comfortable. Quick but, question. Yeah. Okay. But just to finish the thought, uh, yeah. I hate the week between Christmas and New Year because everybody's waiting for New Year's to get there. So when January hits, everybody's ready to get on with the New Year, and I love it. Uh, something to look forward to, uh, John Madera and I are hosting a Groundhog's Day party. He, I, I have heard about that. Uh, February 2nd. We have no plans so far, but we know we're, we're going to celebrate that. Pugs Maybe Tani, you can. Phil, we'll figure it out. Hey, what if, and I'm willing to do this, I'm willing to sacrifice. What if instead of you fulfilling your obligation to provide me three times with wings you just provide wings at that party and we'll say it's it's covered air fryer blew up bro what 
Riddle it's me. because you use it so much. Yeah, every year. You got your use out of it. I do, every year. That's why I only buy the cheap ones at this point. Cheap or expensive after a year, things are going to blow up. I, I'm I put sorry, some... I know how much you use that. I know. Like, it's, it's genuinely seven. It's like, I'm going to make some French fries. Hey, faithful listeners, if you want to bless Adam... All of you go in together. No, no, no. Y'all plan no, it. No, no. Darren talk wants to wings. one another. He's using you. <laughs> talk to one another, and y'all go, hey, I got a little bit. You got a little bit. We all got a little bit. Let's bless the A game and get him You have already blessed me, friends, by listening and making us your most listened to podcast in Grassroots Church. Yeah. <laughs> okay, before we get into that, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, my air fry died. I cannot give you wings, but no, before the that, weird part, like the air fry will work when there's no food in it. Like, it runs full capacity. If I put french fries or whatever, nuggets, mozzarella, you can do so much with those air fryers. When I put them in the basket and put the basket in the, you know, main machine, it runs on a lower power. Take the french fries out, put the basket back in, runs perfectly, put the french fries in. I don't get it. It could be half of a basket of french fries. It doesn't matter. You're, like, putting one fry in. No. Two fries. I, I decided I'll go ahead and preheat the oven fries. to 425 because uh, it's a half a bag of french fries. It's going to be 25 to 28 minutes. I'm sorry. I do remember the question I was going to ask. Yes, sir. Uh, friends, get together, get them an air fryer. Friends, um, don't do that. You don't have to do that. If you, because first of all, listen, the Greenbrier, I, I don't mind saying the Greenbrier. Oh, yeah. I don't have can. to say just the hotel. The Greenbrier, when it decorates for Christmas, I love it. I love the way it looks outside, inside. I love going and walking around. My favorite thing to do there is to go walk around looking at all the Christmas stuff. The the chocolatiers make the little chocolate village stuff. And the coffee shop. Chocolatiers. Yeah. That's, that's right. a real thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh the co- oh, Mary. Mary used to be one. We miss oh, you, Mary. Mary Lewis. Um, she was awesome. I mean, she is awesome. She's not dead. Uh, but she just moved away. So she's dead to us. She she took her awesome to Illinois. She did. Um and so uh, looking at uh, all the stuff, and then the coffee shop there, the coffee's actually affordable. So Kelly and I will go get coffees, and she, nothing else is. Um, it's like five bucks. I know. It's like, which, which is normal, like normal coffee shop. Uh, and so yeah, love fair. doing that. If you, let's say you and I and our wives are go like, hey, let's, let's go – walk around the Greenbrier during Christmas together. Let's look at the lights. Look at the decoration. Let's get a coffee. Would you be able to look without seeing the underbelly? Would you be going, oh, this should be done. Oh, somebody should have done. Oh, why haven't they? You know, would you be able to relax and just go, this is beautiful? Yeah, uh, last year for the elders end of year party. That was fun. It was great. Yeah. Other than how long it took them to bring our food. They gave us bread. They did. It's good bread. That was the last time I had duck. <laughs> I haven't had duck since then. <laughs> that was fun. Also, I haven't had a, mint, uh, I mean, uh, a uh, beverage of that uh, caliber since then as well. No, I think my bigger problem, it's not so much seeing the underbelly, because I, I do respect the employees there a lot. I don't love a lot of them. And like, you work somewhere for 13 years? Kind of hard to. I enjoyed. It. I very much enjoyed my time there and everyone that I work with. So I appreciate the employees and the amount of work they put into it. 
My big problem is when I go to the Greenbrier and I look at the uh, the front drive, and I cannot help but to think, it's like, yes, even though most of the hotel was built in 1913, the extra corridors on either the west and east side were added throughout the following decades, contributing to a theme here at this resort of constant growth and expansion. Now, see, now I feel bad because I had been to the Greenbrier a couple times with you, with the teens, doing the escape rooms, mm-hmm. uh, with the elders and wives last year. I... I I like when we're walking. You're like, hey, did you know? And I'm like, I did, did you not. look Tell at me this more. portrait like, of Princess Grace? I enjoy but that, golly, but, it's I, a but I feel bad now that like you can't go through without thing. I'm like, ah, just relax. But but I enjoy the the lessons. Well, and that that's a me thing. Like I again, I it's I love old buildings. I love history, and I can't help myself. Pray for Jesse, you all. I mean, she's got to listen. My my thing right now is, uh, I guess. European history from the fall of the Roman Empire, particularly with England until the Reformation. Trying to figure it's it's like a a lineage of faith. Let's call it that. And poor Jesse. Hey, how old is your house? When was your house? You live in an awesome farmhouse. It was expanded upon since it was first built, but the main portion of the living room was a log cabin built in the eight I think it was eighteen ninety. See, like, have you ever looked into the history of it? Like, oh, Jesse has. I, I think Jesse last summer did so much research into Frankfurt history. She probably could have published a, you know, 7,500 page book. That's awesome. Matter of fact, I started looking into it a little bit. Uh, Frankfurt history. I don't know how she did it. Like, she, she's really good at research. Um, but yeah, if y'all have questions about Frankfurt and our house, she even knows about like employees, like freed slaves who were hired by the Methodist church we live next to, to handle the facility and the yard. Like it's crazy. She and she knows the guy. She knows like the grandparents of who was used to live there. Like she did a crazy. That's Jesse See, for you. That's what I'm asking because like you're like oh, <clears throat> history, and I'm like you live in this cool old farmhouse. I love old buildings. It's got like the old barn back behind it, and you've They're, got these. That old church next to you. I'm like, man, there's some there's some history there. Yeah, we y'all friends, show some respect to older buildings. They get poo-pooed on, but um in our house it's a nineteenth century farmhouse. I was told during the inspection, like it'll be here way after I'm gone. Kelly and I just got, just got Kelly and I have always wanted a farmhouse. So I think we need to work out a way to buy that house next to the church across from y'all. I mean, talk about fixer upper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know where to start. Well, we have to move. I don't know, doors. We have to move the cult out. Oh well. I mean, we can talk to them. Ooh, can we do a speaking of church plant cleansing grassroots cult where we minister to? I don't know. It's too close. <laughs> That's why I keep telling Jesse, like you know, our cat Vader, who just kind of showed up randomly. Black in, cat in twenty twenty. Yeah, and he comes from like the graveyard next to the Methodist church we live, we live next to. And um, the freed slave, forgive me, forgot his name, who took care of the graveyard. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Vader reincarnate. Like, Vader says reincarnate. I don't believe in that. But, no, I, I love stories. And uh, as, as fun as and efficient as a new green facility may be, houses, man. History. Old buildings. And I'm a sucker for it. So the Greenbrier, I respect the building and the employees, the history. It's good. It's a good story. Here's what we'll do. I mean the hotel. <clears throat> Here's what we'll do. You and I, you, Jesse, the girls, Potter, Vader, me, Kelly, the boys, Sequel and Thomas, switch houses. 
Just yeah, that'd be funny. Tra- just House straight swap. up trade. Oh man, I'd be so comfortable. <laughs> hey, it would be. I warm. mean, you have a little bit of the experience of that, where like, but but like you can just walk from our house out to Marathon, which now is like expanded with Godfather's Express that restaurant is the in busiest it. Busiest gas station that in is this daggone county. That it thing is, is always busy. Always busy. They've done some really nice work to it. So. Oh, it's very spacious inside. It is. I got. I finally got to go in. But but I'm saying. Uh, we just switch straight up swap. Just, just <laughs> throw the papers in the air. Well, I appreciate that. Like Jesse and I, we're we're not, and we're not ever going to be ashamed of our house because we're very fortunate. A lot of millennials can't find houses to buy. In fact, a lot of them are now doing what we did, which is to buy an older home, a reasonable price, because, yee, the housing market. Uh, you, you financial friends out there, you, you know more about it than I do. I'm not a marketeer type. I, I don't know much about the housing market, but I do know that demographically, the trend is for millennials. It's kind of hard for young married millennials to afford houses, and a lot of them are doing what we did. Which Y'all is got that house retro. is so cool though, because it just obviously the the character of a farmhouse. You got the front porch. Uh, then there's the I guess what would have been like the the Butcher? What would you call it? the house? Right, the, the part right behind it that they would. Well, it's now our woodshed. The woodshed, yeah. What but it's got the been? hooks in it, so I can hang up my uh, animal skins. Yeah, trapping. Like it, whatever that building. That's a cool building. <laughs> I too. might have an upstairs torture chamber. <laughs> and then you got the old barn. Oh, but there to happens down. to be a a kind of a creek that runs over against the side. Yeah. It's a, a drain, especially if it rains. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but big open, you know, yard. I, y'all's place is awesome. Very spacious. It's everything I want. Like I'm, I'm very blessed. Just Other than, okay, I'm very fortunate. Okay. Other than, I, I do not envy because I hate weed eating. Hey, I almost weed eated. Uh, I need to weed eat now because there's some. I, I, I can't bring myself, even though it's kind of needed, to weed eat in December. It just doesn't feel right. There's I, a lot of weed eating at your place. There's a lot of going to do. There's a lot of stuff like my back. Uh, my back is all jacked up. The firewood. Well, I will say thing. this. I I am thankful. I I put the mowers away on Monday. I put everything. I did my all the leaves are off my trees. I have cleaned out the flower beds. Everything has been mulched up. I drive by my yard. It is ready for my four-month hiatus of yard work. So a few minutes ago, we were talking about one's attitude during the holiday season. You go into it like, this is going to be the best, and it should be. Like, be excited, everyone, about the Absolutely. holiday season. Great season. It gets a little overwhelming for me, usually halfway through, but I'm, I'm pretty solid so far. It's not even December yet. God help us. Um, but it's like the grass is always greener. Like, you want a holiday season, look forward to, but it get, I feel like it gets all busy, and I'm like, oh, I just want this to be over. But when it's over, it's like, well, watch the next holiday. Jerry Seinfeld has a joke. He's like, he was talking about going out. He's like, what is it about going out? He's like, you look forward all day to going out, but when you're out, all you want to, I got to get back. I got to get back. It's like this idea. You go out so you can get back. Um, the grass is always greener on the other side. And I say that because I was walking Potter yesterday. Yesterday was a beautiful day. It was. Today, as long as the rain holds off, it's going to be some nice days. Yeah, which apparently we're in a drought like for the past two months. But uh, we need rain. rain. I know, which is weird, but we're still in a drought. Um, it's just not enough, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know what's going on because I'm like you. I, like, I feel like it's rained a lot, but a meteorologist on 59 News was talking about it this morning about how from like 10 to 4 is like we're actually going to make up for the past couple months with a steady ish type of rain. But anyway, it felt nice. Like I heard birds chirping. <laughs> Climate change. Like those birds should not be chirping this time of year. Whatever type of birds those were, it was really warm. I was walking Potter, took my jacket off because I was getting sweaty, and I thought, I can't wait for May. Oh, I did you it, fell Darren. Into I it. did it. You fell right into it. It was the birds. It was, the, the it was them government drones, man. Here's the deal. Everybody who knows me knows I hate the winter. Okay? January, February are, to me, as long as the other 10 months of the year combined. Okay? I look forward to March. A few reasons. Time change again. Back to longer days. Mustaches. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, warmer. Um, March, March Madness. Madness. Yep. You know Jinx. it. Jinx. Yep. Um, and then and Easter. Is, is coming. It's pretty good. You know, yeah. And so uh, baseball, okay, is getting ready to kick yep, up in April. Yep. So so I love that. So January, February, I have to get through. However, like I just said, I will enjoy the next four months of not having to do anything in my yard. I, I, I like cutting the grass. I really do enjoy mowing and... You know, just seeing the yard look good. I enjoy that. I really do. It's it's therapeutic to me. However, it is also always hanging over my head. It's like if I let the grass get away from me, it's going to take a lot more to get it back. You're at the beach thinking, oh, my gosh, when I get back. Listen, there was one time that we had been at camp with the teens when I was a youth pastor. Then when we got back, we immediately went to the beach. So it's two weeks. And when we got back, it was the only time we had to go help Rodney and Connie do a project on their house in Charleston. So by the time we got back, my grass was so tall that I was like, all right, Kelly, here's what we're going to do. It's a twofer. We are going to set the mowers as high as – we had two push mowers. We're going to set them as high as they'll go, <laughs> and I'm going to set yours a little bit lower. I'm going to go first, and then you come right behind me. We made like a half a lap around the yard, and we're like, we can't do this. Like, we are making hay here. And to God's glory, our neighbor comes over, and he has this big John Deere tractor. And he's like, want to borrow that? Do you think, <laughs> like, yes. Do you think his tractor's sexy? Well, on top of it, this is probably 12 years ago. He had a mullet. So this is before the trend of the mullet here recently. He's mowing. So that dude, you want to talk about he was that sexy. guy. And his hair's curly. So it looked like he got a perm. He didn't. His hair's just curly. So you're talking about this curly oh, mullet. Staring when I'm chilling. Out on his land. John Deere tracker. That dude was making an image. But <laughs> well, um, but I, I'm gonna enjoy the next four months of the yard looks good. And I get to just relax. I in the past five minutes have discovered my favorite day of the year. I have a favorite day of the year. It's not May specific. May 20, April 24th, because it's not too hot. That's it's a good one. It's not too cold. Now, my favorite day might be April 24th for that reason. I don't know. It could be March 21st. Maybe in February. Uh, I think in 20, what was it, 2017. February 2017. It was like 80 degrees one February. I don't know why I remember that, but y'all can look into it. If you want, if you don't trust me. Uh, my favorite day of the year is that first day, late winter, early spring, where 
it feels like the season's changing. Like maybe you step outside. Like I don't know what instigates it. Warmer, wet, warm wind from the south. Maybe it's a bird chirping. Maybe it's a certain bloom you smell. Something subconsciously, unconsciously, it's like that's my favorite day when it's like winter's so almost over and spring is coming. Yesterday was a pretty day. The sun was shining, and it was warmer than it has been, but it was still cold. Like, there's still a, a, what we'd say, like that nip in the air. Like, it's still a little bit chilly. But the day you're talking about is the day you go outside, and it's, you're like, it's not cold. Today, it's not hot, but today it's like there's a warmth like in Like, the, the grass, air. does it look a little greener right now? And it does feel... The sun, I can Dude, tell the days are longer. Digging. Like that, the day in that moment when you realize that's the best day of the year. What do you say? It's December first, and this is what we're talking about. Well, I'm talking about my favorite day of the year, which I'm, we're going to celebrate. We'll call it Groundhog Day. Hey, y'all know my favorite day of the year is also my favorite holiday of the year. Kelly's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. July fourth, man. That is the best holiday. That, that is the. Pinnacle of the year to me. Captain like, America over here. Everything builds to July 4th and then goes downhill until the next year. It starts to build back towards You know July why? 4th. Because July 4th, it's not overwhelming. There nope. are so many reasons to rejoice. There are so many reasons to be thankful. You cook out. Anything. And you blow up a bunch you of celebrate, stuff. You celebrate. Celebrate. I don't think we should go any further with what any either of us would want to say right now. Grassrootswv.com X. <laughs> um, no, I just want to say it. I've mentioned it before. It's it's, it's the coolest holiday because you celebrate f- celebrate freedom yep. by doing whatever you want. Nobody, you, no one's going to poo poo on that parade, literally and metaphorically. It's float the river, stay at home, watch Forrest Gump, blow you, something up. Do you? You do. You watch Sandlot. That's what I watch. While chewing uh, <laughs> Big was it, Chief. Was it Big Chief? The best. Um, and then you realize later, just stick to the bazooka. But you don't, have, like Christmas. I love Christmas. But you feel like there's eight or ten things to be at before Christmas. Fourth of July, it's just on the fourth. Like, you don't have six Fourth of July parties leading up to the fourth. It's like on know, the Jess, fourth. Jesse's birthday is July 2nd, the real date when the declaration was signed. Oh, so you get two things to celebrate. That's right. So uh, we, we kind of make it a whole week. We make it a whole summer thing. Birthday month for America and Jesse. <laughs> and, and so that's, I'm like. Top it off with some missions week. It's great. Oh, come on now. <laughs> this this year, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to give a, what, a teaser not a spoiler, but a teaser. I think this year's Missions Week is going to be the best one we've ever had. And, and, and just because we're completely shifting it, and I think it's going to be awesome. I love what the vision you have for it. So, teaser. Yeah, so what are we, we talking about? Make sure you all stick around. Hey, we're talking about joy. Where is that found? <laughs> Nowhere. That's the problem. Like, where yeah. is it? Where is joy where these days? Where do we find joy these days? You know, we were having some coffee this morning, talking to our good friend, Pastor Ike. About a few things. It is sad. So shout out to Ike. The United States has contributed so much to the world. Right now, friends, like we live in such an amazing time. We're desensitized to it. Like we're we, 
the amount of peace and prosperity that we've been experiencing throughout the past 70 years is unprecedented with infant mortality rates down. Uh, women are more likely to get appropriate treatment for uh, childbirth, childcare, childcare in quotes, because it's still kind of crazy expensive. Uh, we have high vaccination rates. Uh, I mean, the standard of living is high, more higher. More people live out of poverty now than at any point in human history. Vaccination rates by way of just in general, not like the whole anti-vax COVID. <laughs> yeah, we don't have not, like yellow fever, stuff. malaria. And, well, right now it might come back. But anyway, we're, it's such an amazing, like there's, there's so much to be thankful for, but yeah, you'll we read the paper, yeah, get on social media, and it's just negative, 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 negative. Like everything's bad, worst time ever, hardest times. On one, some would even say tribulation times. I don't agree with that, but still, it's part of the national, international conversation. <clears throat> We're just very blessed to be living in the time that we are, and we should be grateful for that. Uh, but I was thinking about joy recently. So for the past few months, I've uh, been trying to dive deeper into joy. Like, what is joy? Like, who doesn't want joy? And you look at the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy. Like, love, we talk about love all the time. We talk about peace, um, self-control. Like, I feel like so many of the fruits of the Spirit are welcome, but joy seems to be a little bit of an outlier because there's something inside of me, Darren. I don't know if it was bad preaching when I was growing up, bad experience, something. Uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe I'm broken in this way where if I'm not careful, I will slide into if something is bringing me joy, if it's making me happy, it's wrong. No. Like you should be suffering. The world's hard. It's terrible. And and if I don't deal with that, if I'm not up front, confess and repent and pray through it, it consumes me to where I forget, like, oh, my gosh, there's, there are so many reasons to be joyful. But anyway, a few weeks ago, I was just trying to explore this idea of joy. Like, what is biblical joy? What does Jesus say about joy? Um, and, and it led me back to John Piper. And friends, if you have not read John Piper's Desiring God, please read it. Darren, if you wrote well, you move the mic away, and I want to bring you Sorry, to Sorry, I had it. to cough. But Desiring God is a great book. The whole premise of um, that ministry that John Piper started back in the 70s was that God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. Like, we're, it, it's good to have joy. It's, God wants you to be joy, joyful. He wants you to be pleased and satisfied. That's good in him, and that's really the whole point. He, uh, but in 2004, he released another book called uh, When You Don't Desire God, which I read about half of. Didn't need to finish it because, like, out of the 12 steps or, you know, 12 points, I made the six. I'm like, I got you. Just needed the reminder of it's a good thing to experience joy. If, like, if you truly in Christ and the Spirit, if, we, if, if there's a circumstance, something happening that's bringing us joy, praise God for that. That's a gift from the Spirit. Well, and and let me just ask you this question because I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, is we have joy because God makes everything go well in our lives. And that's what John Piper talks about as well. Joy can be an idol. Like any of the fruits of the Spirit, like if you're just, just pursuing love outside of Christ, that's an idol. Like So joy is not because everything's going perfectly in our lives. No, joy... joy 
much deeper than that. Um, you know, Jesus talks about sharing his joy, which is suffering. And even James says, like, I counted all as joy when you're suffering. So there is a correlation between suffering and joy, which unfortunately in the American church, Darren kind of gets overlooked. But it's not about current circumstance. It's a state of being, a byproduct of the Spirit. It, it, it happens to and through us in Christ by the Holy Spirit. But yeah, to pursue any of the fruits of the Spirit, right? Like if you're, if you're thinking, I want to have total control of myself, and I want to use Jesus and the Spirit as a way to totally master myself. One, doesn't work that way. Two, self-control, not suddenly on a higher pedestal than Christ. Like our treasure is Him. And what comes from that, just pure blessings. But now it really got me thinking about joy. Again, to summarize that whole spiel, um, I have to be careful sometimes where if I'm feeling excited about something, hey, Adam, tamper that down. You're, not, you're supposed to suffer. You're supposed to struggle. Be an emo Christian. The world's bad. Don't be deceived. Don't experience joy. No. Like in Christ, according to Scripture, as we're about to get into, we're commanded to rejoice, to always give thanks, and to experience joy in Christ. It's a fruit of the Spirit, and it's a good thing to desire that fruit. And I just want to encourage everybody in that. During this holiday season, like it's, it's good to be satisfied, delighted, to have good desires, and to be joyful. Yeah, joy is it's a, one of the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5. So as we are in Christ child of God, growing our understanding of who we are in him according to his word, the Holy Spirit active in us, those things that begin to come out of us because of the presence of the Holy Spirit, one of them's going to be joy. And especially this time of year, you know, even a lot of, um, you know, joy to the world, the Christmas song, uh, it's actually not a Christmas song, but it's wildly used at Christmas, and appropriately. Uh, It's talking about, you know, Jesus, we have joy because he's come as our Savior. Um, You're going to see signs that say joy to the world. I think there's, isn't it Carlitos right out here? We'll put up the big joy letters, the big light-up joy letters right outside their restaurant. I don't know. I think like in the yeah, corner. Asking there, the wrong person. I think right in the corner there, they'll put up these big joy letters. They should, because you know what brings me joy? Queso. Come on. Burritos. And so so joy should be present. And let's just get to the verses. Yeah, so the reason I, I landed on these verses for this podcast, a couple days before Thanksgiving, the Version app, which is a Bible app on iOS, I guess it's on Android as well, had this passage for a verse of the day. That was 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. So yeah, Darren, if you want to roll through that, Chief. Let's do it. Verse 16, rejoice always. Verse 17, pray without ceasing Verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Yeah, so here, here's the good news in reading that. The Bible tells us what God's will for our lives is, <laughs> like in that passage. And I also went through a few, a few uh, months ago after I wrecked the car, resigned my position at the hotel. 
just trying to see where I am in life. Like, what do I want? What does God want me to do? Like, where, where am I heading? Uh, went through this whole phase of like, what is God's will for my life? And um, came across a book, which I read, which I would recommend <clears throat> if anyone is listening and thinking, I don't know God's will for my life. What is it? Um, Kevin DeYoung has a real quick book. I think it's more geared towards teens and young adults, but dang, it's good. It's short, to the point, and direct. Called Just Do Something. Because <laughs> unfortunately, often Christians will wait around like, God, show me what you want me to do. Like, put a picture on the wall. Like, what's the right option? Do I do A or B? It's like, just do something. Like, God, God's God. Like, he's got this. Like, you make your choice and stick with it. Just do something. Uh, but check out that book if you're contemplating what is God's will for your life. Just do it by Kevin DeYoung. It's pretty good and simple. Uh, but as a part of God's will, he wants us to rejoice wants us to always be praying and to, uh, oh, what was the third one? Rejoice, pray, and uh, give thanks. And that is awesome. So God's will for your life, if you're listening, in him is to be joyful, to always be praying, and in every circumstance, no matter what is happening, be thankful. It's a pretty tough life, Darren. In this cold, dark, hard world where everything is going to the gutter. And and it in a lot of in a lot of corners of the world and a lot of sectors it, it is. But as Christians, we know it's going to. Scripture says it'll continue to do that. Um, but as Christians, our hope